0: Hey!
1: I think it was. It's. I'm doing, man. I do. up? Sorry about that. Uh, it looks it's like I was uh contacting you through your phone number, and you are on your email account. Just, just so you're aware.
2: Uh, I don't know how life works, so you know. I get it. I get hard. it.
1: That's fair.
2: Same. What's been up, man? How's everything? Uh, it's good, dude. Just uh, getting ready for another season of FD, I suppose. Yeah, it's certain <laughs> me, right? Ah, uh, yeah. Season 2. The sophomore slump. Oh,
1: right. Oh, uh, well.
2: We Hopefully we go scenario.
1: upwards, though. Huh? Not downwards, You
2: know? Hopefully we go upwards, not downwards, though.
1: Oh, I know, right? Well, you did have that yeah. little mishap in Jersey, so.
2: Oh, what you didn't see is the mishap in St. Louis. Oh, was it worse? Give me one second. I'm going to close no, this No, it was by not me. Stu- It was stupid.
1: It was uh, not as bad, but there was still a mishap and...
2: in Louis. <sighs> yeah, it was uh, probably the dumbest thing I've ever done with the race car. Uh, obviously, the most embarrassing. Uh-huh. Uh are we, are we recording? Oh, we sure are. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, it looks like an embarrassing story. First time out. Let's go. Uh, yeah, St. Louis. Uh, I felt pretty saucy after practice one, and uh-huh. we had the car like super, super tight. Uh uh-huh. So. Very little tire pressure, a lot of tow. Um, I think we had just gotten some new shocks because New Jersey, yeah, you know, the, the shocks were totaled basically on the left side. So we got some field 442s on there, and that was cool. But uh, I went to initiate, and we didn't – I mean, I screwed up. It's the moral of the story. But the track temperature dropped by 50 degrees, and we didn't change a thing. And I threw the car in like it was still hot AF, put it in the grass, got stuck in the tire wall. And, like, it didn't hurt. Like, I barely touched anything, but I couldn't get out because the grass was wet. Where's the tire so I held wall? up practice. Dude, there's, yeah, okay, at initiation, if you go off the grass far enough, there's a tire wall there. Oh, and it's man. down, it's, I was, uh, like, the, the guy comes, like, running over, and uh, he's like, yeah, okay? And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm just embarrassed and really, really stuck. So I had to get pulled out and then, like, drive off track all embarrassed and shit. Oh, like, I, I, I'd be like, one one in traffic
0: that day. Yeah, it sucks. That's the it worst feeling
2: so so ever. Bad. I don't like there's nothing I could do. I couldn't get out of my car. Like uh, it was, dude, St. Louis, that, that round just sucked for me. We had so much going on. Uh, we had just gotten the car fixed after New Jersey. Uh-huh. And let's uh, uh, look get personal right away. Like two, two two and a half weeks before St. Louis, my mom died. So I took my dad with me. Um, so we drove Sorry, from yeah. Northern California. Sorry to hear that. Um, yeah, you had a lot going on last year. Bro, it was tough. Drift turns out drifting is really hard.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I heard.
2: At a professional level, and pro uh, prospects really hard, too. But uh, St. Louis became more about, are you going to do this as video or just... No, nah, it's mostly just... Uh, no, well, it's nice to cue off of you, though. That way I can at least like keep the conversation smooth. Yeah, you good. But uh St. Louis became more about like family and like having a good vibe for the for my old man. He hasn't been to a, like a round of FD ever. He hadn't left California for uh like twenty plus years. Oh wow. Yeah, so like I just took him down Highway 40, <laughs> got him some Texas barbecue, went up to St. Louis and uh he'd never been to a NASCAR track like that. So we got that under the belt for him. He got to drive the truck around and like uh you know do the the uh for like the track walk stuff like that. And uh you know, I'm borrowing his trailer, so we uh yeah, it was good good a good memory, you know, especially after all that. It was nice to make some good memories. Yeah bond a and, little bit uh, I mean I bombed qualifying but like No I said I bond, was, uh, not bombed. Oh <laughs> <laughs> it, it was nice to bomb but also I bombed qualifying super hard. I'll never run my car that tight ever again.
0: Yeah.
2: it was too much. But, uh, yeah, dude, that's what's going on. We're just uh, – we're getting ready for 22 right now. We're we're finalizing with sponsors and trying to figure out all that and uh, working on a plan and a team and getting everyone together and excited and getting ready for Orlando and trying to drive as much as possible between then and now. Yeah, yeah. Nice.
1: nice. And, and before we get a little too far in, um, you want to go ahead and uh, introduce yourself, who you are, what you drive, and why uh, you drive?
2: Oh, um, Sorry, uh, apologies.
1: Dump,
2: How dump. dare I? You had a
1: great...
2: Uh, my name is uh, Ryan O'Connor. I drive... Uh, I guess I drive for Formula Drift Prospect now. I'm from Northern California. Um, I drive that Trapper Keeper looking Z um, in Formula Drift. It's a 350Z with a supercharged LS2 on FL. And uh, I don't want to do anything else with my life, so I keep on drifting.
1: Um... You have an LSA supercharger on there, right?
2: I do. A lot of stock parts, and people don't believe me, but uh, stock blower, stock lid, uh, an LS9 cam, so technically a factory GM cam, Uh, stock 821 heads with just some valve spring work, stock valves, all that stuff, and uh, an LS2 block that's been bored out a little bit to uh because we had to it's actually an old motor i blew up like three years ago Mm -hmm. so it it boogies a little bit it's a yeah 404 cubic inch total makes uh right Yeah, we make like five a little over 550 horsepower which apparently after the shootout i just i just did is low horsepower for a shootout now i mean that's that's subjective (laughs) well the guy that won didn't even have five didn't have 500 Exactly. That's you why I'm saying that you yeah. don't. You people are showing up at, at shootouts with 600 plus, and it's not. It's not a horsepower game. It's a consistency game.
1: Mindful of like when you got your license,
2: what were you at like 400 horsepower? 410. Still had a CD09. Like my car still has a stock diff and stock axles, even yeah. at, when I run in a prospect So, but I think John
1: licensed at that same event you did, John Schaefer,
2: and yeah, he was like exactly. at
1: 380 horsepower at the wheels.
2: So. Yeah. I don't know, man. That horsepower number always sounds low to me. His car's quick. His car... Yeah, bugs.
1: but he's also in like a 5.3 that's been beat to hell on. And then he just... Ter- yeah. Not turbo, but he supercharged it recently.
2: Yeah, he's a savage. That guy that guy drives all the time, drives often. He proves um, that C time's king, right? Mm-hmm. I think if he, if he makes the jump, he'll be... um, He'll be competitive, you know, first year. He'll be out there and he has... Possibly, yeah.
1: yeah. In the absolutely. lineup for like rookie of the year type situation.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. No, there I can. can drive. Yes. I heard that. Um, how's your Cadillac, man? Huh? How's your Cadillac? Speaking of driving, how's your Cadillac? Uh,
1: I started the comp car yesterday, but I just haven't been driving because I've been like paying shit off. And, yeah. Uh, I I literally just finished my base model. Like I finally got it registered and all that fun stuff. Um, long story short, with the base model, it had a blown fuse that said manifold on it. Never, never looked for a manifold fuse in my life, so I can understand why I completely ignored that for nine months.
2: The, the fuse said man, like danger to manifold. No, like, it said it... manifold
1: fuse, but it was, anyways, it was giving me like all of the like uh, vacuum sensors saying like low voltage. And then someone else on the internet was like, "Sounds like you have a fuse blown." And I was like, "Well, we'll look." No for it. way. Yeah, it was very frustrating. So that and a gas how long, pedal was how long is what was you? holding me back for nine months. Oof.
2: So, anyways, <laughs> it's registered I, now. Hey man, I uh, when I switched to the LSA, the uh, the Holly harness I have a little hinky. Uh, I was getting no power to. Coils, no power to injectors, and I didn't change those things. Uh, The injectors were different, but same connectors. So I was getting no power. So I was thinking something weird was going on. I jiggled the harness after two weeks and got power to the coils and to the injectors.
1: I heard that too. I heard it's the connectors, that the connector pieces that they're using, are they're buying in bulk from like the cheap ones? They're not the traditional good ones that you would get from like GM or something. So they're a little loose in there. I know exactly what you're talking about. Dude, it I've was, seen it, yeah, I've seen it so many times, like especially on the forums, mm-hmm. especially with the Holly stuff. And I was like,
2: Ew. yeah, we got to change over to Link this year. So I know how's we're that going? Harness and go away from the Holly stuff. Uh, I bought an aim dash for it so I have all my data. Mm-hmm. And the uh, I want the wiring harness, a little better connector on it, so that we don't have those type of problems anymore. So we're going to build something a little nicer.
1: That's what I was going to ask you. So I know that, um, since you're you're the only one I know that's switching. When um, it goes from going from a Holly to the Link stuff, are you building a new um, harness from scratch, or are there like adapters or something like that that you can utilize?
2: I haven't found a in-stock unit to go from Holly to Link. Um, I actually haven't found a wiring harness to go from LS to Link, which is kind of bizarre. That's what I was thinking too. Um, I've, I've researched, I mean, I'm pretty internet I did blind
0: sometimes. Not much,
2: but. Yeah. I mean, I haven't found anything. I got quoted, um, quite a bit of money to get a harness built, um, from reliable sources, which, you know, it's, it's definitely worth the money. I don't want to say it like that. Like, it's just a lot of money to me. So we're going to build our own harness. Um, just take a little bit of time. I got a flying lead kit with the ECU and i've already like kind of wrapped off where i need to follow point a to point b and we'll make that happen and then we have to retune and do all that as well
1: the other thing i was thinking about too is do they make it to where they give you like the connector piece that goes to the ecu and then maybe you can pin it with like a stock ls wiring harness
2: yeah, you could. You can get um, a pin kit or a flying lead kit. I chose the flying lead kit because I wanted to get rid of those holly wires that are kind of disastrously.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But the you can get just a pin kit and then repin your ECU if you had a, a harness you trusted uh, and then pin to the Link ECU that way. You can run a stock harness or, or whatever you needed to. That makes sense. Okay. That is just... Yeah, so it's not, it's not a disaster. And according to... Um, According to Link, apparently you can even – shit, lost my entire train of thought. You can use your OEM sensors. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, I thought you were supposed
1: to. What else are you supposed to use?
2: Buy all their sensors? I don't know.
1: They make sensors for LS? I don't know.
2: Yeah, I don't know that either. I kind of – when I emailed uh, to get my ECU for running the season, right, they gave us one, which is great. Uh, I was just double-checking myself. Like, hey, we can use OEM sensors, right? Like, that shouldn't be a problem. I, Link appears to be, as I'm not very versed in it, uh, very open source mm-hmm. or very open. Like, you can do anything, which is great. But you can do anything, which you get in means you can go down really rabbit. You yeah, you can get yourself. Like, I would get myself in trouble if I, with too much parameters. That's why I liked the Holly stuff. Uh-huh. is because you can just, like, click what car you have, or click the engine anyways and go, okay, and you can get get it started and get to a tuner.
1: Yeah. It still am not tuned mine by the way.
2: You should. I know. I, blew, I know. I blew up an LS that way. On the Holly? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's for sure a ticking time bomb. But that car's getting put away for this year, so don't.
2: No. Your motor's taking time bomb?
1: Oh, with with
2: that the the lack of the tune, yes. Oh, oh, oh. Well, if you blow one up, I got another LS for you.
1: No, no, no. I got a... I have...
2: It's cam that it makes 410 horsepower. You've seen it in action. It works pretty well. What do I
1: have here? I have the LS2 and the comp car, and then I have my LS6 internals, and I just picked up, like, a 5.3 block. Yeah. For, like, next follow, to nothing. Follow. Yeah. Yeah. So, I've got, I've got shit laying around I could put a motor together with probably, like, a thousand bucks.
2: Yeah, this the the motor that's in my uh, my only car, my comp car, my FD car, whatever you want to call it. It took me about three years to uh, piece together and make it all work, like money-wise. Yeah,
1: because it, it you don't find a good deal every day, and then you can't afford everything every day, especially if you're getting you're trying to drive a lot.
2: Yeah, it's tires, 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 tires. Oh, hey, I got a. We had a really good month at work. Uh, okay, pistons. Or And I didn't even, like, it's a stroker motor, and I didn't want to build a stroker motor. I just suck when it comes to ordering parts, which is hilarious because I'm a parts guy.
1: So you ordered the wrong parts and you ended up ordering yeah. a stroker kit? A stroker kit?
2: Uh, I ordered the wrong height pistons. Is that good or bad? They were They were too short. So to fix that, you get a longer crank. You get a longer throw on the crank. So instead of buying four inch pistons, I bought 3.622 pistons off the top of my head. And I ended up putting the Lunati uh, stroker crank in that to make up that difference. Then we have, um, I mean, we could turn this motor up quite a bit if we wanted to, but I just want like safe, reliable horsepower, no intake air temp issues, especially with uh, like the temperatures of the tracks we drive at are kind of crazy. Like Orlando. I'm pretty sure I almost passed out two or three times um, just from the heat like, cool at the suit? autograph session. <laughs> uh, not for the first day. The first day, we had no cool shirt at all. So I was just sweating. Do you have one now? Yeah, 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 yeah. Do we, we, uh, do we you have the uh, fresh air helmet? Is that? I do, but it's not cold. It's just warm air. But when I sweat, it cools it off. This is,
1: I've heard that it kind of makes a huge difference. But I've got, yeah, I've definitely. i
2: uh, you, there's a version of that that goes through your cool box which I don't even have a cool box I have a medical device that has the same connectors as a cool shirt that runs a DC motor inside of it and moves fluid
1: that works I don't have a cool yeah, suit good enough. Dude.
2: it's free and yeah. somebody gave me a shirt um, a buddy of mine I uh, was getting out of racing and gave me a a new unopened shirt for free, so I was able to to piece together a cool shirt system for free.
0: That's not bad. It might Dude, have made mine.
2: Got a hustle. Like some, it's you don't always have to have like new new. Like I would love a, a cool box and all the accessories, so that I never have to worry about being warm again in my car or like overheating or any of that stuff. Mm. Uh, but I'd rather drive my race car than have the nicest of everything.
1: The only thing I could see argument to that is you being, you know, able to drive your race car and not pass out from the heat, you know, mid
2: bank or something.
1: <laughs> I mean, I mean,
2: once you're uh, once you're moving, it's fine.
1: Yeah, true, and very unlikely for that to really happen, but you know.
2: No, the line ride. I mean, FD um, does a pretty good job of moving stuff through these days, but you still only get you know, 10 laps of practice uh, through two or through three sessions, really. So lead up to qualifying, you get 10 laps. Uh, So imagine you're getting, let's say you get four laps per session, right? So you're sitting in line for 30 minutes at a time before, uh, between runs. That's a bit much,
1: especially depending on where you're at and how hot it is.
2: Orlando? uh, (laughs) Hot. I'm
1: surprised more drivers don't put AC back in their car.
2: Um, enough drivers, from what I saw, were having um, IAT issues, intake air temp issues. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys had those like big, beautiful Magnuson superchargers on their motors,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and were having um, they just couldn't keep their intake air temps down. Like they didn't have didn't have a big enough uh, intercooler or interchiller heat exchanger. There you go. That's the right word for that. So I saw a lot of that in in uh, Orlando, but it seems like everyone sorted it out by New Jersey. Then, well, uh, was
1: how was Jersey's weather?
2: Um, like eighty degrees, a little bit of humidity.
1: Did it wasn't dry. It
2: wasn't. No, but um, yeah, no, New Jersey was nice. Um, kind of reminded me of Northern California, actually. Oh, of really? summertime. oh okay, nice, yeah yeah
1: I'm going there in August up here no uh, Jersey no, actually during the summer though, I do want to make a trip up to the Wednesday night drift
2: Oh, you should you should Sonoma drift's a, a a fantastic program. Do they require cages for tandems yeah I
1: don't need a tandem I need to show up and actually get to the track.
2: you need a tandem
1: I mean it's not happening in that car
2: come on son just put a cage in it we'll go drive
1: no I gotta I gotta save my money
2: no 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 you, you can't take it with you
1: no 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 I meant like save my money and spend it wisely on other things like the comp car that's gonna have to get put back together after I rip all the no. parts off of it for this one uh, fair 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 did, did, what
2: changes did you make
1: to the car to go to pro spec other than your, your motor trans situation.
2: Uh, so yeah, we went to a GSR dog box and, uh, that was it. That was it. We made the car. Yeah. We just changed the alignment. We ran the same coilovers Uh until we crashed in New Jersey. And, uh, when I was in Jersey, I was already talking to Odie about getting a new set of coilovers. It was kind of, the car wasn't mechanically fast enough anymore. Mm hmm. So I was talking to him and he's like, when is the last time you had a rebuilt? And I was like, rebuilt? What are you talking about? And apparently you're supposed to get a rebuilt often. So yeah, but we didn't change hardly a thing. We just put a hundred, 150 horsepower to it and put a GSR dog box in it and just kept the reliability high um, and put a, a more aggressive alignment in it. And we've since taken that out actually. And for like the Sonoma drift shootout that we just had, I ran zero toe in the rear instead of like a half inch.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So we really slowed the car down, uh, which helps me helps drive the car easier. It makes the car easier to drive. Mm-hmm. Um, this year we're going to do a little more suspension work to the car. We're going to change some stuff up, um, probably, uh, going to change how our sway bars work or add a sway bar and change how the other one works and do some more work like that. But we're not even, I don't think I'm going to add any more power. Um, I don't see a huge benefit. Like I didn't see people running away from me based on power outside of um, a couple of cars that have 900 and nitrous, let's say, and maybe a supercharger.
1: Yeah. But that's a bit aggressive for prospect.
2: Yeah. And and like literally I was on the radio mid lap uh, in Jersey with uh, Evan, and Evan's car is wicked fast. Yeah. And I was telling my spotter, I'm like, there's nothing I can do. This guy's just playing fast. So yeah, this year, oh, sorry, we didn't change much going to prospect after a year prospect. We're going to make minor changes, but nothing too crazy mm-hmm. and focus on driving, focus on getting better. And um, now we have our teeth cut a little bit, which I think is nice. Like now I have laps in Orlando that I can go to next year. So we don't have to chase setups as much. Yeah. Um, I mean your first, your first 10 laps at most places are not crazy good. Right. Fair. So what you see on, uh, what you see on like the live stream, right. Is our 11th lap after getting massively cooled down for like an hour and a half. Like you're not running a lap and then running your qualifying lap. You're running your qualifying lap an hour and a half after your last lap.
1: Yeah, that's. And you're trying to get set up for track conditions and stuff like that.
2: Not even so much that. I mean, your your confidence changes, you know, and whether it's not going to be too much of a temperature change. I mean, even if there was, it's not a huge deal. But you got to get your mind right and go throw down, you know, a hundred percent run. When you're, if you're like me, um, uh, give you the example in Florida, like our goal was to survive, right? Our goal was to qualify for a round FD and keep the car in one piece. Mm-hmm. And it like clearly transposed by driving, made a midline, you know, qualified like 20th or whatever. And then New Jersey we went for it. But the, I guess the moral of the story is like, you're like, now that we have laps in the car, and some an experience now we can kind of go for it a little more because we know what pushing it feels like um and we can we dial it back for qualifying but now we know about what tire pressure to run and all that so that we we can come back and be a little more successful than we were last time
1: um with having the data from last year mm-hmm and making, you say you weren't making too many changes, but you're not making any, like, adjustments to power. Are you just kind of focusing on getting your car set up better for next year, or do you
3: think
0: um,
1: making a big change that you might have to compensate for? With no,
2: I don't think we need a ton more power. I mean, if we did anything, I would just put a decent cam in it. Like I said, mean, we're still on a stock cam. You know, I can... Um, if we needed power, we can go to stock head gaskets instead of 8th inchers and pick up compression and we could change the tune and do, you know, we can, we can do stuff. Um, I don't see that as necessary as getting the car to be a little quicker on transitions. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think the main problem I have is the car's a little lazy, so it doesn't like to transition snappy, like, um, like an animal style type car, like a B knuckle type car. So that's the main thing I'm gonna focus on. What do you think that is? Um so for for the Z, I think it's a front sway bar. Uh-huh. Like adding a front sway bar. Um we might despring the front and doing that so that we have a little more front to back weight transfer. And I mean that's all theory. I could be dead wrong about it, but sway bar, despring the front a little bit to get more weight over the rear. And we'll change the rear sway bar to the same style, like that spline type style sway bar. So we have that going for us. I think that'll help out tremendously. And then adding some caster. Um, The Z right now runs right around five degrees of caster. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to up that a a a significant amount to make it want to lurch forward.
1: It's with the uh, you said the D spring. Are you talking about lowering your spring rate in the front?
2: Yeah, yeah. So we'll right right now with. um, With the WiseFab, the springs hold up everything on weight transfer because there's no front sway bar. So if we take some spring out of the front and go from, let's say, uh, uh, I'm just picking numbers here, like 20K to a 15K, so that the spring's just holding up the weight so that it transfers better so the car rocks front to back better, gets more weight over the rear, gets a little more more floaty. Um, If you look at a lot of the FD cars, they seem to look broken in the front, and I think that's what they're going after, but I'm not entirely sure.
1: Um Yeah, because I know well from like what I've read is that if you're on a twenty K spring on your setup that seems a bit aggressive, but I didn't I never looked up at setups without sway bars. So everything mm-hmm. I have looked into was like right now I'm trying to raise the front spring right on my car so I can get it to push it back a little bit more.
2: But I run sway bars. Both in the front and rear. Yeah. So But I haven't tested that area yet either. Yeah, and I just I just grabbed a number of a twenty k. I don't know if I can't remember off the top of my head if I have a twenty k spring or an eighteen or a twenty two. Oh, but yeah, I, yeah it's. Much um, I think that's gonna be the the big helper so far,
0: mm-hmm.
2: as far as cause transitions. If you look at like watching the replays, which is horrifying to me. Uh, <laughs> to <laughs> watching yourself get whooped is just embarrassing like it's hard it's hard to watch uh you see your mistake and you want to like yell at yourself and be like oh why'd you do that and you can like the next time you drive your car you're thinking about it it's just gross which is almost making it worse <laughs> it it does <laughs> uh, i bet buddy Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I don't read comments and I don't, I try not to go back and watch the live stream to see what like Deanda and Sage have said. Uh, like the first time I did, it was pretty cool, but uh, and like, oh, really like, mean. I, no, 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 of course not. But, um, I think in, in New Jersey, well, this is the reason why I quit watching, uh, Ryan's, I couldn't figure out the entry because it's a really lazy entry
0: mm-hmm.
2: and they want you to like, uh, I want you to be against the wall before you initiate. And my spotter and I were having like kind of a miscommunication about, he was like, get on the wall. So I was throwing the car at the wall uh, to get to outer one instead of being on the wall and then doing a, like a clutch kick initiation in.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: So I think Ryan Sage said, I had an interesting line going into it. Like the way he said it was like what hurt the most. Damn. He's like, and it was, yeah. I just, I was like, that's just cut to the bone. Like that was, that was rough. I think he's like, finally, he's like, oh, daughter too. He finally got settled in. I was like, oh, oh, well, I, I get it, but geez. You don't have
1: to <laughs> uh, tear my <laughs> heart out was, while you say those
2: things. I mean, I was probably taking it very personally, but, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't go back and watch that stuff too much. I'll watch it for like analytical stuff, but I'll have the volume hundred percent off. You're like I don't even hear what I'm talking shit about me.
1: By the way, what is no. that behind
2: you? Uh, it's my dad's off-road truck. Okay, is that That's a old, old off Bronco? Yeah, used to race. Yeah, it's a lunchbox Bronco. It's got a 351 Windsor in it. Um, my my dad and my mom met at a racetrack.
1: I think I think we spoke about this before. It sounds familiar. Yeah, it
2: is yeah, a well, fucking well,
1: real love story right there. And look at you now; they right. have a race car driving son.
2: I mean. Okay, so, like, cheesy moment. Uh, So, Orlando. So, before Orlando, uh, my mom had a health scare. And so, like, this has been going on the whole year. So, she pretty much, like, she got hospitalized, like, three days before I had to leave. With COVID protocol, I couldn't really go see her. Um, Thankfully, she got out the night before I left, but it was, like, kind of sketchy. Yeah, so um, pretty much said goodbye to her, not knowing whether or not I'd see her again, going to Orlando, driving myself to Orlando mm-hmm. uh, with my buddy Miles, who uh, is, is a national treasure man that Nick Cage should be looking for. He is uh, he's a great human. <clears throat> he helped me drive the whole way. Uh, we got to Orlando, and you know, we qualify and I get a call from my dad that night you know talking about mom and and how she like she, how proud she was that that she got to see her son on TV yeah even though it's youtube and youtube live like you know uh, so that that felt like a, an accomplishment in itself mm-hmm. so then you know that that was pretty cool so um, then St. Louis and all that and taking taking the old man to go see the go see the racing that we do and they, they still think like i guess they him uh, still thinks it's a bit of a sideshow or like a carnival act in comparison to like the Mint 400 that this thing did. Yeah. Uh, which is but,
0: fair. Yeah, it's. Is it, is it fair?
2: Have you been to a Mint 400? It's
1: like a completely different experience. I,
2: I would say this. I would say you're talking about apples and oranges. Fair. Um, those guys say completely are different. complete badasses in a whole different avenue. So it's like comparing. Uh, uh oh, fuck, I don't know, man. Yeah, a guy that can deadlift a thousand pounds and a jiu jitsu player. They're both badasses, but you can't, neither one can do each other's thing. That's fair. That's all, yeah, yeah. that's fair. Apparently,
1: Vaughn getting junior is going to. Well, I don't know if he's in the mint, but I know he's in something else.
2: I'm sure he's doing, because he's got that King of the Hammer's truck. I'm sure he's doing that and a bunch of other stuff. Um, there seems to be a lot of crossover going on with the the drifting in the off road world and like drifting seems to be bringing some opportunities to some drivers to go outside of drifting and showcase skill sets that drivers want to explore I think I think that's something that's kind of the future is like the multi sport drifting athlete where you have uh you have guys like, like Tanner did it for a while, right? He drove, um, he drove rallycross and then he drove Formula Drift. Yes. And then once he got the other, and, and that was the end of that. Uh, would you ever do another form of racing? Dude, I want to drive a monster truck.
1: Same, so fucking. I uh,
2: I'm trying so. Uh, I don't like low percentage chances happens, but I've been pestering an independent monster truck driver Uh to do a ride swap with me. He He likes drifting and I like monster trucks. Like I pitched, um, I can't give too many details away, but I pitched his company and I was like, let's do a video where you jump over my car mid drift. Like you jump my car on your truck i slid underneath like between a gap or whatever yeah like let's do some stupid hoon stuff and let's see what happens and uh it didn't work out but the like i still want to drop monster truck. like I'm, I'm trying i'm still egging on the the ride swap and we might be able to work something out while i'm out and about do it yeah no it's <laughs> if i ever get a chance it's happening
1: yeah, I'm, I grew up going to, like, Monster Jam and stuff, so... Yeah,
2: totally. Yeah,
1: I fucking loved it. Um, And I remember I used to go to school growing up in L.A. in, you know, the uh, places I grew up in. Everyone would make fun of me because I wore, like, a Gravedigger shirt to school. They're like, why are you wearing oh. that? stupid. I'm like, fuck you." Same, same, dude. My, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that's... That, I would fucking love to drive a Monster Jam. Um, yeah. Outside of the Monster Truck stuff, would you do anything else like that's uh, competitive? I mean, Monster Truck's
2: competitive, but I feel like it's not... I mean, you're talking about a horse and pony show. That's a real horse and pony show. Yeah, like, that's what I was saying. Like when when it's, one there's one company a... owns everything...
1: There's a competition, but is it a competition? Like,
2: it's... Okay, I, I will argue this. I bet you them is that those guys are probably cut from the same cloth we are. The minute the helmet goes on, all the shit's out the window, and it's time to party.
1: That's true. That's fair. But... It does feel a lot different than, let's say, the drag race or um, circle track race or anything like that. Like those and then Monster Jam kind of feels like pure entertainment. Totally. As opposed to like, but then again, that is fair because I'm pretty sure people see drifting as total entertainment as well.
2: I was gonna say, don't you think we fall under I ninety mean, nine percent oh, entertainment?
1: That yeah, that's fair. Your point about them getting in the mood for it, yeah. Because I do feel I'm like super passionate about it. Like even watching people compete,
0: mm-hmm. I get pretty
1: excited. But I don't really get that excited for fucking Monster Jam when they're racing each other.
2: No, of course not. Yeah, I mean, but you get hyped to see like people you know, though. Like you know a bunch of the SoCal gang and. You get to see that, like, do you get excited to just watch competitive drifting? Yes. Or do you get hyped to see? Okay.
1: Yes, I actually even started watching like other series now. Like, I started watching FD Japan, and it gets get a little exciting. I don't understand half
2: of it, huh? The commentators for FD Japan are dope.
1: Uh oh, with um, Robbie Nishida is great. Yep. And I can't remember the other guy's name. That also does the uh, commentating for them as well.
2: Um, yeah, I feel like they're very level.
1: Yeah, and then I started watching like Clutch Kickers last season. I got into that, so it is exciting to watch the um, like
2: the close calls
1: with the battles and stuff like that when it comes to uh, competition at least.
2: Yeah, Clutch Kickers has a good thing going down there with uh, well. Now they're at Freedom Factory this year. Yeah, I saw that, which looks, I think. I think that's going to be a good time for people that are looking for, you know, high-dollar payouts. That are, that are uh, looking for that type of party. Uh, FD's I mean, definitely got a different it would, vibe. It'd but... be
1: nice to get it everywhere, but...
2: Well, <laughs> I mean...
1: Are you just allowed to discuss the FD payout? Because no one ever discusses it.
2: I um, Hey man, I finished like 25th in points. If there's an FD payout, I ain't seen it.
1: <laughs> that's that's fair, but I know it's but in writing like, somewhere I, I what you, you what to this, expect. Like,
2: if I feel and I I understand the counter side of this argument. Um, if you're going racing to make money, eh, you know I don't like uh, I don't necessarily agree with that. Like I I can understand the payout if you had a payout for like. Winning or whatever. Mm-hmm. It somehow made your weekend free. Dope. I'd be all about that. But I'm not going to drive my car any different. Because of a lack of payout.
1: No that's fair. But there's also like the incentive to be like. Hey you can get your money back. You could have the time of your life. And you know possibly. Not be <laughs> upside down. Break
0: even for the
2: weekend. <laughs> yeah I just want to break even. I'll be happy. Yeah I don't. Obviously, that comes with
1: you having to perform well, too. Yeah,
2: and the deeper... I mean... Yeah, there's... I think... I'm I'm trying not to have too much dead air while I finished my my thought. But the... Yeah, FD, you know, payouts... I don't know. Again, I don't know the payout structure. I can see, you know, if you're going to argue for payouts, are we arguing for, you know, uh, Brewski to get more money? Like, cool, pay the man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like that guy. That guy, or he's a machine. He's a robot. He's a very nice guy, and uh, uh, you know, he deserves it. But you take, like, take that model. I don't know. I, I think. The, the money to cover your costs should come from the program so that you're not chasing money and like risking it all for uh, that's probably a shitty point like i don't ever think about oh man if i just go like when i got into top 16 of Irwindale, i didn't think like oh man if i can get and i don't even know where the line is you know the 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 pay line as it were if I can get two more battles, I can I can win five hundred bucks or a thousand bucks. Like my goal is to win and uh let you know like win each battle. Obviously win an event right now. Yeah. A steep. But um you know, let everything else fall as it were. I don't think that you're necessarily N F D for the money. I think you're an FDA to drive against the best drivers in the world. That's fair too. Would be Would be cool if um, you know, they paid out to thirty second and for getting a license you get paid. And we all get to, you know, throw dollar signs up in the air, whatever it may be. Yeah. But FT's a business. You know, they put on a show, they put on a very efficient show, and they happen to have they're in the business of entertainment and they happen to have the best drivers in the world. Arguably.
1: Arguably. And the argument against that is you have to pay to entertain people. Does that make sense? Sure, I hear you. It's not. It's not about like them. Um, it's not about being there and like expecting to be paid for something. Um, but I just think it gets to assert at as of someone who runs a business. At some point, you have, you know, your money coming in and the money going out. But when your money is going out and not coming in. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? Like there yeah. there becomes there there comes that issue there. Um but I but at the same with the same thing, it's like you shouldn't be getting into FD for the money, but no one's getting into FD for the money cuz there isn't any. Um it would just be uh, I don't know the proper way to say it I, without sounding like a complete douche. Um I guess your efforts would be a little bit show a little bit of appreciation for your efforts to get to FD whether it's like hey you you don't necessarily have to pay for um, entry fees or your entry fees can like be all combined together for the winners and stuff like that whatever the case is like the entry fee can sure. be used towards winnings but I mean the entry
2: fee is like the lowest cost of the weekend Mm, what's it like? Seven fifty around, if I'm not mistaken. Something around there, yeah. roughly,
1: right? So let's call yeah, it yeah. seven fifty with thirty two people. You know, they're already. I'm not saying they're getting the bank from Link ECU, but there's some incentive that they're getting from them
2: for them. Sure, and they're getting the gate, and they're getting, I'm sure, a piece of concessions, yeah. and they're getting sponsor money from the from the advertisements that. You know, obviously, it's a very well. Run they put business. a very good show
1: together, but
2: they put a very good show together. Uh, um. I. I but I mean, like, I have a two thousand dollar tire bill on average per round. Yeah, that's see the seven hundred bucks is like okay. It's a couple of hotels and a, a you know a bunch of tanks of diesel. Like, I have more in travel expenses than I do in uh in entry fees.
1: No, 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 no. I get that. That's that was kind of my point. Is the fact that you do have like all these travel fees and stuff like that. You do have maintenance fees on the car and things like that. It just I feel like it would be a little bit more incentive for like to utilize the money coming in from the drivers for entry
2: fees to help do the payouts. But I don't know the official payout. This is just, yeah. Do I. A, I. mean, what, I think like what everybody everybody would like would be considering it's a show correct at the end of the day it's a show right so like uh like a profit share would be <laughs> something everybody would be into like okay and then dependent on your position of finish then you get a position <clears throat> excuse me
3: <clears throat>
2: you get a um a percentage of the payout right like if you finish 32nd you get you know 0.5 percent of the of the net profit for the event or whatever maybe i mean this this would never happen but I could see an incentive program like that being a way for every driver to get something out of showing up. But then,
0: yeah.
2: but then do you incentivize some like weird behavior and get way too many cars? And I don't know, like there's I, a, there's a rabbit hole you can go down there.
1: Yeah. I think NASCAR used to have one where like guys would start the race and then pull their car in after mm-hmm. a few laps. Cause it ended up being cheaper. Um, to do that, than to finish the whole race.
2: Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, um, it's probably weird, but no, I, I like. I can see that, the I issues. I like are... I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I work a.
1: I know, but then, like you said earlier, like you're you're at FD to uh, to compete against the best, and that's and there's no argument there. Well, I guess I mean, there are two separate also... arguments to have.
2: Go ahead. Like the the argument is, does FD have the best drivers? One, and then. How should FD pay people too?
1: Correct.
0: I think,
2: so. arguably, they do have the best drivers, and arguably, they could do better to
1: make a payout situation.
2: Okay, so um, on the first one, arguably the best drivers in the world that I have access to. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'd love to go to Ireland, <laughs> but oh, I, I can't. Dude, those guys drive wild, or like RDS, any of that, but. I don't... The
1: RDS stuff looks really fun too.
2: Yeah, it looks like SD yeah. level. Buck entries, crazy fast speeds, and mm-hmm. James Dean's like still crushing everybody.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. He's an animal. Yeah, that guy. Fucking crazy. Yeah, it's something else. He's uh, only here for yeah. championships. Yeah, that's he's he's made for one thing, and it's just winning drift battles. Over and over and over and over. Him and um, and Peter, right?
1: Yeah, he won last year as well. Huh? Uh, he got a championship for was it Drift Games?
2: Something like that. Yeah,
1: it was the Ireland thing.
2: IDC? Question mark?
1: Or? One of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, yeah, I know what you're talking
2: about. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. The if best drivers you have access to. Uh, How did uh, How did the shootout go for you I know you already had your license obviously But you went to go compete again
2: Yeah I mean it was good for um, Competition experience It was good for I have a new crew guy uh, Aaron Weinberger Who is uh, He is some type of like (laughs) He has a, a Distinct way of keeping me calm And just like He's got the right vibe so, uh, we finished third. Um, it was just good. It was good. It's my home track. It's not raceway. Um, I wasn't going to compete initially mm-hmm. just cause I had my license and like part of me was like, well, I should let other people get their licenses, which is a, a, a valid point. But then also like, I don't have a ton of competition experience. So the more competition experience I get, the better off I'll be in those like high pressure environments. And, uh, it was just fun. It was just a good, it was a good time. We had a, a lot of repairs to make mm. or some repairs to make after Saturday. We had a little, little bump and run with, uh, the only other prospect car, believe it or not. Um, third level practice got hit in the right rear pretty hard. My wife in the car, that was cool. Um, so that was her like first car accident <laughs>
1: <laughs> officially. <laughs>
2: Uh, well, and, and, you know, strapped in a five point harness with the fire suit on and a, a neck device and all that. She good? She, yeah, she was a little sore for, um, a day. We were both actually a little, a little sore. It was, um, it wasn't a crazy, like, outside view, like, wasn't a crazy hard hit. Just kind of hit us right in the chassis and we weren't expecting it. So, um, you know, it was just a racing accident. Yeah. Dude came, I was on Kendas. he was on GT radials. Like, I was fucking around. Um, he it's cool if I swear he, a little bit, right? Like, it's a yeah, little, yeah. yeah. He was cool. on last week, by the way. Rudy? Yeah. Nice, dude. <laughs> Going back to back with the crash team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: He <laughs> did bring up. He he did mention that he had he had gotten uh,
2: a little close to a few people, but he didn't say who. <laughs> he he rubbed. I know. I know he hit us. Um, and i I heard I heard he tagged somebody else. Oh really? Oh shit. Not, not my business, man. Uh, yeah, he did say two. Yeah, he did say there was a couple. He weeks. did say two. Because okay. I had a guy. Um, it happens. <laughs> uh, very upset. <laughs> yeah, and, it does happen. Like, does. Yeah, dude, it's it's racing, right? Like, anyways, I'm on Kenda tires. He's on GTS. Uh huh. So obviously there's a there's a delta, and they have the the run up pretty far back. So we're going pretty fast in the outer one initiation. So I'm off throttle um and he came in on throttle and just tagged us oh shit oh okay yeah it's just again like my car was set up pretty loose i'm on 25 psi kendas he's on i mean i'm guessing car set to kill it was like the third lap of practice too so i felt neither one of us felt good about it (laughs) (laughs) yeah The, the two prospect guys trying to take each other out um but we're all good we hugged it out uh got the car fixed uh-huh. Got uh, a couple more laps. I actually didn't align in the car. But I just kind of looked at it and made sure it was cool and went out and drove uh, like three or four laps on Saturday. Sunday, got two laps of practice in. Had a bad tie rod.
1: I'm sorry, I remember arms. you mentioning that.
2: Bro, I didn't bring any spares. Like, I wasn't taking it super serious. I didn't bring, I brought my open trailer. Uh-huh. I didn't uh, have any control arms, tie rods. I had, just the wheels I have, and no, no crazy tools or anything. So we were able to to borrow a tie rod and get it changed, and just in time for our first battle. Basically, we got the car halfway aligned, oh, lovely, and just centered down the chute and ran her. And it worked out, but that was fun, man. It was a lot of fun. Um, another another license, I guess. I don't know.
1: Yeah, uh, me, Rudy, and I actually kind of touched base on that a little bit about you know. Because he was like, you know, I do kind of feel bad because I was there, you know, two people that that obtained licenses were already licensed drivers. Mm -hmm. Um, But to be fair, you know, I'll I'll say it again. Pro-Am is, if you Google it, it's professionals and amateurs. Exactly what Pro-Am stands for. Uh, Totally. So, you know, you got to be able to beat those people.
2: Well, and I'll say... I'll say this, um, I think I got, I got three clean battles, mm-hmm. and it's not a knock on anybody. You know, people were just making mistakes. I think pro am, um, and I've kind of, I'm kind of outspoken about this. Pro ams a consistency game. Show up, you know, run 85, 90 percent. Don't put your car on kill mode, and you'll be okay. Yep. You know, that's really the main, the main thing. My first battle. Um, had a good chase and then in the lead uh or when i was leading the guy went off track behind me
0: Oh. Uh-huh.
2: i think the same thing happened in the second battle the third battle the guy washed out a little bit behind me uh and then i was out of new tires because <laughs> it wasn't really a tire service so i had um used tires in there. no i had new tires so I go against the Corvette, which was wicked fast. It's like one of the Wisefab, like the first Wisefab cars to be a C6, I guess. What I found out after the fact,
1: I thought he had uh, PBM. Unless it, hmm. unless Corvette, fin- I mean, unless fi- Wisefab finally did the Corvette thing. I mean, I, be, I heard rumors I about it coming. Not
2: supposed to, but well, from what I understand, he was working with Wisefab. Um, hmm. I mean, that car, Corvettes are fast out of the gate. Correct and his car was wicked fast. Um, he was able to get out of the keyhole way faster. Like his transitions were, were quick snappy. He didn't get stuck at lock, like typical wise fab cars with, I mean, he had that thing dialed. It was quick. He was ready to rock. He brought all the tires. He did it right. Yeah. So he beat me. Then I went against Rudy on uh lap three and four on a set of GTs and washed out a little bit behind him. And that's dude. Like, and that's a podium, you know, that's, and that was a good like, day. That's an okay day, you know? Like, that's that's what Pro-Am is, is like how to cut your teeth and get experience, right? Exactly. Uh, like I said, it's not, it's not a knock on anybody. That's just, like, to me, pro is about consistency. Um, buddy of mine on the G35, uh, Ford R G35, you know Brian Narfield? Have you no, seen his car around? No. I have not. Norcal guy runs Apple Valley from time to time. He uh he just needs to be, you know, consistent and he's he's a great driver. Just needs to um, you know, put together a good day. And that's kind of the weird thing about shootouts.
1: That's how they work. If you have a good day, you have a good day. But then you go to prospec and not even qualify around, so possibility, right? Yeah, Definitely that's there. one thing that that is possible. I mean well, I think people have have qualified and then just didn't do well while they're driving, maybe in their top thirty-two battle or never make it past their top
2: thirty-two, whatever the case is. I mean, you could argue, you could argue that's my case, right?
0: That's,
2: um, I've had I had an okay day. You were there when I got my license. Oh, that's right, I was. Yeah, I had an okay day. I had a great battle against Schaefer, lost, and then beat a BMW that. Like we had an okay battle. Like, like we, we had a pretty good battle, I'd say, but I was that oh, RG? Was it? No. No.
1: I don't fucking remember. I think it, it may a have been a white BMW. A white BMW? An yeah, E30? Exterior.
2: No, 36.
1: Yeah, the only ones. Oh. I think I know whose it might be. It's like ah, uh, Is it a coupe?
2: I, I think so. Oh. I think it was 2J-powered?
1: Oh, the only white one I can think of is uh, RJ's, but his is white and blue and very distinctive.
2: Oh, yeah. No, I know his car. Uh, but... I mean, I had an okay day, right? Yeah. I qualified third, finished third. I just ran a consistent lap and got, got a pretty good qualifying spot.
0: Mm.
2: Had an okay day and got a pro license. Now, like we, I did a lot of thinking about whether or not I should have gone to prospect or not. Um, and it came down to, I have the opportunity Mm. and I think I can make it work. Yeah. And I want the experience, right? Like I've, I've heard people talk about, you know, need basically needing stars to align to go to prospect. Like I need $70,000 in funding and I need whatever, like all these things, uh, a kitchen sink and a pony and i'd rather just run it and see how i do which obviously you know this year i got knocked out top 32 twice didn't qualify for a round and then got top 16 because uh misco spun out and instead of calling it one more time i got a dub uh-huh. you know that's that's the fact of the matter right like i qualified between 16th and 24th Right, someone has to. It's going to happen. It's going to happen to you. It's going to happen to me. Yeah, this also your rookie year. Sure, but there's a rookie uh, TLO from Tommy from Canada who finished like fifth in points. You've got, fair. you've got, you've got Evan who dog it's has its day, game. I guess. That's what I mean, how do you get experience? Exactly. In and there's nothing quite like being an FD.
1: Do you think that there's going to be or do you think that with the changes you put on making, you'll be able to kind of do better? <laughs> not necessarily. Well, it's not only do better, but I um, can't even think of a freaking word right now. hate my life. Uh, it's on the tip of my damn tongue. Redeem yourself. you gonna be able to redeem yourself.
2: I don't know. It's um, an interesting way of putting it. We have loftier goals than I did last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a team, as an individual, um, the goal is to win battles. Now, we like. I think I set the bar honestly like too low for myself. Yeah. Um, I was like, cool. I want to qualify for like I, I set it low so that I wouldn't get disappointed thoroughly disappointed by driving to Florida in New Jersey. It's like that's a yeah. dude, that's a long drive. It's a, it's absurd. Um and the goal was like just to qualify. So I'd like to me when I got to Orlando and qualified, I was like, I already won. When I get to battle now. Like this is just extra this is money in the bank. Yeah. Um but now we want, you know, I got a little more something to prove uh than I did before. And I think I drive a little bit better when I have something to prove. It's a good, it's a good head spot to be on. I think, I think this year I definitely didn't have the right mindset most of the time. Um, I was worried a little too much about like <laughs> uh, in St. Louis. I was a little too worried about how my if my dad was drinking enough water the entire time huh. instead of like you know, he's seventy, he's seventy one. Um, sure, you can have him so, some water. <laughs> well, <laughs> he doesn't drink water. Uh, no, I hear like, you. My dad's the same way. They only drink diet Pepsi. Like I don't. (laughs) Like no, you drink water. You're sweating very profusely. Like here, he's not a small fella. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So so I think we have a way better headspace. I think we got more team. We're gonna have a little more car. Uh Um, I think the mindset's the mindset's really the most important part, and we'll we'll be able to to go farther in the rounds. We're gonna make the goal would be to make uh, more top sixteens. You know, be less of a backmarker and more of a, a point of contention with people. And I want, you know, uh, people to think about how they're going to battle me, which would be a better position. So, like, if you're talking about goals, we want to be, uh, you know, we want to be in the top ten this year in points going across, and obviously qualifying for four rounds. And that seems it's tangible, just,
1: though. So that doesn't. It's seem, tangible. Yeah, that doesn't seem like. It's not something that you're not capable of doing.
2: No, I I don't want to set goals for failure. Like, if I told you, oh, I want to win the championship, cool, maybe. Uh, realistically, though, you're – I have less car than a lot of people. I have less budget than a lot of people, and I don't drive as much for one of two of those reasons. Mm, so that's... there's, you know, there's part of it, right? So – We're gonna go get our experience. We're gonna go and be better, and it's like, and we're still gonna have fun doing it. That's the best part. Like I'm still, no matter what happens, I'm still drifting at Orlando Speed World with my friends, you know, and watching FD. Yeah,
1: that's that's another way to look at it as well. Um, And that's kind of being the, the the optimistic person
2: there. I mean it's not even necessarily optimistic. It's it's well, you I you see the light of the awesome.
1: situation, like I'm able to do this. And then there are other points. Let's just say it could be 10 years from now and you're still doing F D, like at some point you're not gonna be like, I'm just glad I'm here doing it. At some point you'll be like, I want to fucking win man.
2: For sure. It's yeah I think it's important to like not not be lost in that chase right like it's really cool that i went to my first fd event and qualified did i qualify first nope Nope. did i get knocked out right away absolutely but we sold a bunch of merch i signed a bunch of autographs which is bizarre uh and all all everything that goes with it you know i feel like like having your own gear for me
1: signing autographs yeah was it like it's awkward It seems like, okay, it seems like it would be, but what do you want me to sign that for?
2: Well, there's people that are, like, in the autograph lines, there's people that are transactional. And then there's people that, like, want to have interactions because they either are genuine or they want to have interactions with everybody. Like, in a weird way, like, they just want to hear about you a little bit. Like, real quick, you know? It's like, want to have a quick moment. um, Ah, Okay. And then there's a lot of people that like it was bizarre. In (laughs) yes, in St. Louis, it was like it was like you're handing out samples. That's what I was thinking. Like the samples. Five autographs. Here you go. Here's five autographs. Here you go. And you see someone back around for another. Like wait, like it's a Costco fucking fucking sample. I fucking gave you a keychain already, bud. I don't know what you're doing back here. We had a had giveaways at uh in st louis i didn't qualify i'm sitting next to like ryan literal like talking his ear off like a jackass (laughs) it was like like how often do you get to sit next to one of those guys and talk so of course i'm i'm that guy and like i talk too much and uh, i was down on myself and i was like hey man you ever not qualify for a round fd and he was like a lot and that led into a whole conversation and uh we were like giving away keychains and bags and all that. And the whole, that whole afternoon, like the whole autograph session was very like, take one, pass it down, take one, pass it down. I didn't have too many people that were uh, like, oh, hey, where are you from? Like any of that stuff. Was we in Orlando, New Jersey, California. We got all that. And St. Louis is a little different. Hmm. Maybe people in St.
1: Louis know how to mind their business. <laughs> <First thing. laughs>
2: That's an interesting way of looking at it. I was just kidding. It's, no, it's kidding. the introvert I mean, in
1: me that thinks he's funny. Uh, the moral
2: dude, the moral of the story though is like the fact of the matter is you have to realize and I have to remember what I'm doing is cool as fuck to the me three years ago. Right? The me three years ago, there was hundred percent chasing and and completely obsessed with getting my license, completely obsessed with with trying to win battles and trying to do everything in my power to make my car as fast as possible and do all these things. Like that guy would be proud of what I'm doing now. Yeah. And I need to remember that because the, the it's very easy to get lost in, in, in my opinion, uh, very easy to get lost in the chase of like, I need to win every battle or I'm going to be disappointed. Like I try to try to remember, I'm just going to repeat myself. I'm trying to remember that what I'm doing is, really really cool to me just not in the exact moment when you're like sweating your nuts off in Florida yeah no that's fair 12 year old maybe i'm a little too, fucking
1: pretty impressed right
2: well like maybe i'm a little too like happy-go-lucky about the whole thing and i should be more serious or or whatever but like when the helmet get like why don't you put my helmet on and get serious then it's time to get it's time to get time to get busy it's time to work It's time to get people out of my way and win battles. But until then it's like, fuck dude. I just drove past Daytona like a day ago. This is really cool. Yeah. What
1: but with that that's what I was saying earlier, like you can only be happy to be there for so long type situation. Eventually, I think just as you know, we're all human, eventually that's gonna start to kind of be like, fuck man, like I'm happy to be here, but Jesus. Yeah like nothing after how many years still?
2: And that's so, why you evolve right yeah. that's why you get better that's why you build your program and you get more sponsors like I try to find something you know the, to be grateful maybe maybe this is like my my need to always find something to be grateful for so that is like over like crippling depression doesn't take over but uh yeah, yeah no, I hear you. you know like like getting sponsor money or or selling a shirt or whatever it is you know like Dude, that stuff's wild. Like, never, never in my life that I think. Uh, like, you know, when you're thinking about your FD lifespan, when you're when you're younger, you never think about like, yeah, then I'm gonna have sponsors pay me a lot of money. Like, that's not <laughs> that's not part of the plan. The plan is to drive race cars and have fun. Exactly. But you got to learn the business side, and the business side means getting people to uh, pay you to go do what you want to do.
1: That is the uh, tricky part, right? What is it? Find something you love, and then find somebody to pay you to do it, and you'll never work a day in your life.
2: <laughs> I think it sounds it sounds like a personal take, but yeah, it's about right.
1: Yeah, I, I, don't ask me. He said, and it was just something I heard before, but it's not. That's a lot easier said than done. I think that goes for anybody, like dudes who love music that are making music in their bedroom, but they're still going to a nine to five. You know what I mean? Like, there's that. Just like we're out there with race cars, still going to a 9-to-5. You only got a 9-to-5? No, I wish I had only a (laughs) 9-to-5. I work on cars on the side to pay for this shit, man. Nice, dude. No, it's not. I got a car in my garage that hasn't left my house for three months, because every time I go to work on it, something's Uh broken or missing parts that he bought used, that everything was supposed to be there.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, the I think I put in fifty five hours last week at my at my nine to five, um, and I'll probably put in close to sixty this week.
1: Uh, I have been giving a higher position, so I'm not allowed to just get overtime whenever the hell I want anymore. Oh, oh yeah, which is not as fun. I mean, it's cool, but it's not like I missed the part when I was like, oh, I could work some extra hours this week. Because I know we have it, and I know I can get away with, like, you know, doing 20 hours of overtime this pay period.
2: Okay. But now it's like,
0: it's not
1: allowed.
2: Fair, fair. I. Uh, so I'm a uh, parts manager for a Toyota dealership. Oh, that's okay, so, right. I remember that. Yeah. So if you need two Jay Z parts, holla at your boy. Oh, uh, I'll be uh, the first one yeah. to ask you because I have two else? Little- yeah, Jay Z Life, right? You're all about it. I know you like straight sixes. Love them. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, so when someone goes on vacation or takes time off, Mm. uh, I'm the fill-in. You know, I don't, um, I try not to like, because I'm gone for FD, I really try not to abuse the whole like, hey, I'm in charge, so you cover this guy's shift. And we're a small department. We don't have, you know, 15 guys or even 10 guys. Yeah. Uh, So... I just fill that role. So I worked that like last week I had uh two people on vacation and then one person got sick. Uh so we had three people down and I was covering all their positions while still trying to do my job. And it, it was kind of fun, honestly, because it's a little bit a little bit of a chaos, you know. See bit. if you, yeah, dude, like a we little all, bit of chaos and exactly about. Yeah, we like that. Yeah. Um so I worked like six to six thirty. I worked six to seven. Um no, yeah, I did a lot of a lot of work last week, but when you don't have time to be sad. There's no time to be sad. Yeah, you know, between yeah. that, between that, and uh, and going to the gym and building the sim rig that I just finished, like there's no time for sadness. It's all just work, work, and then sleep, and then wake up, and then work, work, and do all that. How long ago did you finish the sim rig?
1: Uh, last night. How, you gonna, still need a- how are you doing on the? How are you doing on it?
2: <laughs> um, I
1: finished mine like two weeks ago. I don't know if you can see it behind me.
2: I, I can, yeah. Man, it's pretty dope. Jesus Christ! Well, Spilling stuff. Now you got background noise. You're just all over the place.
1: My office is uh, very weird. I have my like my
2: work from home office and then my podcasting portion, like all on one big corner desk i hear you i need to get my podcast back going but to answer your question uh still need a couple things to i need to download car packs now and track packs and get all that stuff going uh-huh. i was trying to drift um with content manager or whatever uh with a stock mustang without my wheel set up quite right so that was uh, a learning sp- i was still shifting with the keyboard so i need a little adapter for my shifter but we'll get we'll get there. Like that's that's cheap seat time, and I think a lot of it translates. Like the a lot of the tandem stuff will translate and help me out. Um, but yeah, we're we're going with that. I think I'm pushing
1: like 20 hours on a set, and I'm still not able to get through like the big turn at Irwindale, and I've just been oh, doing Irwindale.
2: That's interesting. So I before Irwindale, I went to my buddy's garage who had a simmerig, uh-huh. and spent two hours on the sim at Irwindale and that was my maybe my third hour and I was able to hit I was able to link big bank and transition I think I had like two or three laps that were fully completed but just getting the feel of the bank it definitely helped a little bit um not as much as I would have liked it was like then again uh, you said you were just three hours in on it yeah totally like I had I have three hours in sim racing total. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so linking linking corners was, like, cool. Yeah, and then I looked,
1: and then Rudy told me, because he was on last week, he's like, oh, it took me, like, a year to get my shit figured out. He's like, I even gave up on it for a while.
2: Well, that's the process, right? Yeah, that's, I was
1: like, good. That makes me feel better, though, because I was like, man, I just spent all this money getting this fucking How much, thing. Did, you,
0: how much did you spend on your sim rig?
1: Um. So I
2: didn't... It, it fucking snowballed on the computer. Bill. Come on, son. Are you, are you over a comma? Huh? Are you over a comma? Are you over a thousand in your SIM rig?
1: Yeah, but not for what you think I am. Like, that TV that's on the wall. Mm-hmm. My brother upgraded his in his bedroom. So he's like, take this one. I didn't pay for that. Totally. Uh, the seat was at my dad's house. I got the G27 for free. I think I paid like 50 bucks for the shifter adapter. Mm-hmm. And then... Eighty bucks for the handbrake, yep. and then I built a PC, and that's where.
2: Ah, uh, what what a uh, graphics card did you end up with? I don't know, twenty series or thirty series? It's an older version. I pay, I bought a used.
1: I bought it used for like three fifty. Okay, um, okay. I'll have to look at my stuff, but it's got like I have like an ASUS motherboard, uh, okay. the Z five ninety E. So it takes. I have an Intel 11th
2: gen what, i5 processor civic. 11th gen civic processor huh 11th gen civic processor sure i don't know um uh, <laughs> that
1: i know i got like a decent hard drive like the nvme one whatever that is i don't know mm-hmm. the ins and outs um but yeah i ended up putting a whole computer together just i got drunk one night and ordered all the parts
2: Oh, shit, yeah. So and I put it on my mean. credit card like an asshole, so I was like... Oh, oh what a guy. Oh. Yeah. But make them pay for it, not you. You know what I mean? Like, credit card company owns that stuff until you pay it off. <laughs> no, I had to pay it <laughs> off quickly.
1: Uh, but no, I got a DTX 1060.
2: Really? That I got for 325 on eBay. You're going to hate me. Why? I think... So if you include my laptop, which I bought, uh, open box on like clearance open box some other sale i got an alienware laptop with a 1070 graphics card mm. uh, two, two hard drives like the solid state and the spinny boy uh for 700 bucks that's not bad it's pretty good um and then i bought the vr setup for a hundred dollars so i mean it like that, that poor graphics card's barely holding on for dear life but with the vr setup at uh that and then I think I paid three hundred bucks or three fifty for the Thrustmaster setup and hundred dollars for a frame. I know you built yours, but I don't like time is an issue with me. So I was like, I just bought a frame, slammed it together. I got a Sparko seat for free, like a used Sparko seat for free. Uh we're probably getting yeah, ours the
1: about about
2: the same amount then. Probably in two I different
1: complete I don't have thrustmaster stuff though.
2: I'm, I mean, it's old. It definitely needs work, but oh, really? it like, uh, well, the. I mean, it works. Like it, the force feedback and all that probably could use some help, but that's all adjustments, I think. And yeah, I that's got, from uh, my understanding. A good too. friend, I not, that can.
1: Uh, go. I have not gotten that far with the understanding of how it all works yet. Yeah. Uh,
2: that's that's your seat time, man. I like, think that's the future seat time. I know. Uh,
1: I've been trying to play for like anywhere from like a half hour to an hour a day Mm -hmm. Uh, but normally I skip a couple days so I'll go in for like an hour or two a few nights a week
2: gotcha that's I mean anything's better than nothing I would say
1: yeah exactly but hopefully when this car's done I can go actually real driving
2: for cheaper Mm, if you can find tires right now uh I'm working on that Uh, I got some coming did you pre-sale kendas I did not. Uh, I ordered some
1: tires from Tire Streets. Oh Okay, okay. So they they're actually supposed to ship tomorrow. So nice, nice. Hopefully, I get them in the next week or so. But I still have to pull two cars apart and put one back together.
2: So that sounds I, horrible.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. One's gonna go on jack stands till forever. Till yeah, I get, till I get new parts, but the other one will run. So we're good Have you thought about getting a like a less expensive
2: practice car? It would be dope. I don't have any room on property to keep another vehicle. That's the the running excuse I have, um, and I don't have time to maintain two vehicles. That's for sure. So, I mean, if I could find a car on seventeens, it'd probably be it'd probably be cool. But I would want everything to be pretty similar. Um. Yeah, you know, I'd probably be like another Wise Fab Z, just with a stock VQ. Yep, no. would be the the way I would do it. But just uh, there's just no room. Um, I mean, here, like I know you're doing audio audio podcast, but you've seen the truck behind me, right? Mm-hmm. So this is basically like a two and a half hour garage. So that's the old man's. That's also the old man's truck.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So there's and there's not a lot of driveway. Like I have my truck and trailer on property, and Don't the inclose stays off property. There's just no other spots.
1: No, I hear you.
2: That's that does become kind of difficult.
1: Luckily, I'm the only car guy that lives here, so. Oh, I yeah. do have that going. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, but you uh, you own your house, right?
1: No, I wish. We are renters. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and I pay. What is arguably cheap rent in SoCal for a house with a lot my size and a garage of twenty five hundred bucks, as opposed to people yeah. who are, if you look now, people are like thirty five, like anywhere from like three grand just to start as a two bed. That's
2: just it's just insane. Like it I is. can't I can't imagine uh, that paying that and trying to like drift. Like if I paid three thousand dollars a month in rent, I couldn't do FD. Oh no, man! It's not. No, it's not happening. It's just not happening. Like that's my. That's more than what I spent on FD last year, annually. Uh,
1: if you don't mind me asking, how much did you spend on FD? So, w- including complicated
2: questions. Okay, so like, are you including the motor that took me three years to build, or are you like, are you taking the Lone Star approach where they're calculating the cost of every lug nut and the entire cost of the car? No, I think I don't do years, that. I think that's do a bit much. you just want the cost of what the year cost me?
1: What the year cost you, this is, in, this is including, put it this way, you had a car that was done and ready to go to mm-hmm. ProSpec. We'll say that. Yep. Let's talk about entry fees, travel, anything that broke that you had to repair or replace. Yep. Stuff like that.
2: Yeah, right around 20 Which isn't terrible. I don't see that as a... Yeah. Like, I did a lot of uh, things to save money. Uh-huh. Um, and I can't, honestly, I can't remember. That's probably including the shocks. So it was probably like seventeen plus plus $3,000 worth of shocks. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Um, okay. Could be could be a little more if I remember how much I paid to get the frame pulled straight after New Jersey. Ugh, yeah, that's insane. way, <laughs> what a mistake. Anyways, um, I slept, so I ran two crew almost the whole season. I didn't run, like, these massive crews. Uh-huh. I ran one spotter. I happened to have, like, four people in Florida. I had a friend that lived out there. Um, but moral of the story, they slept in the hotel. They had one hotel room, and I slept in the trailer. So that way we didn't have to buy two hotel rooms. And then in New Jersey, same situation. Uh, New Jersey was the most expensive round because of flights. I think I spent like five grand on that round alone, um, between tires, flights, and hotel. And then on top of that, a crash. Uh, so that doesn't include that. That was just the expenses to get to New Jersey. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. So and then we figure like two thousand dollars in tires around somewhere around there, and then diesel to get there. Hotels. Um, saved a lot of money by um not buying hotels for myself when I was traveling. So I drove. Truck and trailer solo from Florida to New Jersey. Um, Car didn't have to come home. So a car stayed at my friend's house who lives in Florida. Flew back to Florida, picked the car up, and drove it solo to New Jersey. Didn't sleep in a hotel except once to take a shower. Um, So sleeping in truck stops, saving money there. And then did the same thing by myself, drove from New Jersey to California.
1: And that kind of made it be able to where you can actually be at all four rounds, right? I would imagine that you would not have been able to make it had mm-hmm. you had to fly in an, everyone in and out.
2: I mean, I flew everyone in and not out.
1: flying everyone in and out. Like, doing the hotel thing. If you, like, let's just say you took um, your wife with you to every round. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's like, I'm not sleeping in the truck, but you're getting a hotel. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I tried bringing yeah. that up to my girlfriend. She's like, you can kiss my ass. You're not, I'm not sleeping in the truck.
2: Fair. Um, I mean, it would have cost another, let's say what, for hotel rooms, every stop like every every day of travel a hotel room and then an extra hotel room each round probably another three grand four grand the you whole know, the price year of hotels are going up yeah annually that, that wouldn't be terrible but you know that's it's extra money you know that's money that you could you could spend doing other stuff like investing in crypto or like <laughs> whatever so you, you can lose th- that money on doge let's say yeah yeah that's what i was kind of thinking about too
1: um well, maybe I think not a lot investments, of investments, but maybe utilizing money somewhere else, and then sure. going for you know having a savings account. You have a race car. There's that; those two <laughs> don't go hand in hand. I know how this works. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: you're right. Uh, I'm I am a, a frugal, frugal man when it comes to um, making it work. You know, like I I make sure that without being too much of a cheap ass, like. You know, my wife's happy. I'm happy. Like, I do, you know, buy myself nice things from time to time. But when you start looking at things that you need to buy on a daily basis and number of tires you could buy instead, like, mm-hmm. then, you know, that's how it works. Like, I will do whatever it takes to make FD work. Um, I was, I ran 100% self funded last year. I had zero funding, ran it all out of pocket. Um, this year, we have, we have some help. Um, we're finalizing stuff right now with a couple of people. So we'll have, Um, same budget if not more budget which is nice we actually have uh, on top of hotel rooms we have hotel rooms paid for for the year which is just fantastic because then I get to get better sleep I can be better prepared yep Um, you know stuff like that that helps out a ton but if that expense was going to break me to answer your question that expense wouldn't have broken me but when you have like so I I drive an enclosed trailer and it has a bed Mm mm-hmm and it's just me going down the road. Like, why are you paying for it? You know?
1: Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, bucks. If they had a bed, then yeah, I would just sleep in the bed and then shower with my national gym membership I never used somewhere.
2: Yeah. There you go. They got you know, place. Then you're saving. and you think about it long term, you're like, oh, I'm saving. If I do this for 10 days, I'm saving $1,000. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's one thing I was...
2: Kind of... Yeah, I don't know. Do what you got to do, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. I w- I'm always curious as to what people are kind of doing, but I always just assume that the whole sleeping in the truck was just kind of came with it because, you know, sometimes getting set up in a hotel room is kind of... I can just fall asleep here for eight hours and then keep going. Like, you got to pull off the side of the road, deal with somebody <laughs> for
2: 20 minutes to well... get you a room. Dude, I almost – so on 95, I was 100 miles south of Chicago – or sorry, uh, east of Chicago Uh when the tornado touched down there on the way back solo. Uh Uh, Almost died. (laughs) That was super fun. I bet it was. Uh, We were – we, it's just me, just I, uh, going – we hit a truck stop, and it was late. I've been driving – like 14 or 15 hours and the truck stop was full like sky's black to see all the lights on the trucks and I didn't look at the weather uh and in the back of my head I'm like if I can make one more truck stop I'll hit my daily mile goal and I'll be back home in the right time so I decided to push one more truck stop huge mistake uh next 10 minutes later down the road I'm met with uh, sheets of water. We're doing. We I 20 miles an hour on the freeway. Full wipers, hazards on, spotlight on, like every light possible on the truck on, trying to see. And there's just this crazy wind that will not stop. And I'm driving an uh, enclosed gooseneck. It's just a giant sail. And I got blown. uh We're driving the middle of the two lanes, and I got blown half lane over. It ended up like tires over the white line oh, with shit. a, a 10,000 pound truck and a 10,000 pound trailer. Uh, and the trailer, the truck and trailers behind me were, were having the same, like, it wasn't just me. Like they hit the same wind wall, all that, like got, uh, I couldn't see, you know, 20 feet in front of me. There was so much rain. Mm. Uh, got to the next truck stop and just crawled like shut the truck off, went to, uh, went to just ran into the trailer and <laughs> uh, people were calling me as I was just after the Jersey crash. That was like the second day. So people were calling They're like, Hey, you okay? Like that looks like it hurt. And uh, I was like, yeah, but I'm like pretty near a tornado right now. So I got to go. <laughs> like, I'll call you later. Yeah. we'll, we'll uh, catch up later. <laughs> yeah. I'm, dude, I can't even hear you over the, the, the rain on the tin roof. Like it was wild. That was a definitely a, a strange life experience. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Coming from you were born and raised California, right? Northern California, yep.
1: Yeah, so it's funny because like sometimes when I talk to people about a state, they're like, "At least we know when a tornado's coming," because we never know when earthquakes are coming. And I was mean, like, I don't know, man. I'm never in yeah. a big ass building, so I don't really care when i
2: Well, like to be to be fair, like I wasn't uh, I wasn't that close to the tornado. I was just in the storm system. Ooh. It wasn't like like next to it, you know. I was like, I heard there was a tornado. I think somebody called me. It was like, hey, my godfather called me. It was like, hey, there's a. If you're on 95, there's a tornado that's gonna touch down in Chicago, and I was like, cool. I'm not going to Chicago. Like, I'll be all right. And didn't, you know? I'm a dumbass. I didn't stop to think about how big the storm system was that was bringing the tornado <laughs> to Chicago. They're like, oh, that's how it works, dude. Uh, let me tell you this though. The wind in I think it's Wyoming just as bad. The wind in Wyoming, I saw a truck in front of me turn into the wind like it was the wake and it was a boat.
1: Do you remember a few years ago in California when like all of those trucks were toppling over?
2: It happened uh, uh, on the Rachel Sandersfield Bridge right after Irwindale. Oh, there were trucks that were blowing over. Yeah, and then like 30 minutes later, we drove across with a truck and trailer, and, like four people in the truck. <laughs> Turns out we weren't supposed to do that. Anyways, yeah, um, that happened recently too on I five. The same storm
1: Dude, in
2: uh, in October. Yeah,
1: I remember shit happening like that. Were you kind of worried about that that was going to happen when you when
2: you were on that road? I I was worried about getting blown over for sure. Um, I was like looking back in the mirror to see how much like list was in the trailer. There's nothing you can do about it. Like you feel completely helpless. Is there, like, what are you going to do? Stop. You're on the freeway. This is a freeway. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, good yeah. job. Dummy. You went one too far. And now you, you're going to hope that, uh, your shot nerves and your, uh, your ability to keep your eyes open is good enough for one more truck stop. Like I, I had this weird goal. Well, the goal Mathematically I had to do seven hundred and sixty miles a day to make to make four days across the United States work.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So however many hours that took, I was doing sixteen I was doing seven hundred and sixty miles. And at like at the last truck stop, I was like seven forty eight. It's <laughs> like, ah, oh, it's not enough. I gotta go. Gotta keep going. Oh, so just, just not I mean not now I know. pleasant.
1: But now you know for cool. the next time. Do you got do you have any plans of taking somebody with you for driving this? Um, this year, while I driving?
2: think so. Um, considering we have hotels covered front to back, like I can afford to have somebody uh, with me and intern, uh, like we'll have better sleep the whole way, which is nice. They, um, yeah, yeah. Possibly, like you know, trade off driving a little bit. So, so I'm uh, a complete control freak. Uh, my buddy Miles just drove with me to Florida, and I drove the whole way while well, he passengered the whole way. I, I could see I that. Have, I, I have problems, dude. I, I'm mentally unstable uh, for stuff like that. Yeah, I would much prefer somebody not to
1: be driving me as well. I think there's like a handful of people I trust. And uh, if you're not my dad, you're probably not going to be driving
2: my truck and trailer across country. That's funny. I let my dad drive. Um, I mean, it's his trailer, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> Um, is this his old off-road trailer from when he was hauling this uh, lunchbox bronco around uh, yeah i think he drove two hours on the way to st louis and we left early from st louis and at a dealership you have a month end where you have to like reconcile with the office Uh huh. so i was like cool man like i'll get i'll get back to town a day early for uh, a month then like I was trying to look at the positive right trying to look at the, the cool thing about not qualifying for FD is that I get to go back to work early which is the worst thing but anyways uh, so in his head somehow he determined that I had to get back to work faster so he's driving I let him drive on the way back for a little bit and he starts going like 85 90 miles an hour with truck and trailer and I'm like so, hey man what are you doing he's like well you gotta get back to work and I was like no, like what? <laughs> How did you come to this conclusion from where we're at right now? Yeah. Well, you said you got that big meeting, whatever. He had just gotten a little confused. And uh I was like, Hey man, you gotta you gotta pull over. Like I can't like you're you're old, which you know, I appreciate about you, but the same time we shouldn't be we shouldn't be going ninety. Like <laughs> we're not going we're gonna blow these tires out. He's like, well, what about your what about your meeting or whatever? I was like, oh, that I think you misunderstood me. So I got him to like pull over, and I'm like, nope, I'm driving the whole rest of the way back, man. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't risk this happening. My dad has this thing like when we're going
1: somewhere if we're driving his vehicle, he'd be like, mm-hmm. like let's say he makes me drive, he's like, do not go over seventy five. He's weird about yeah. it. Like he's worried he's gonna get a fucking ticket or
2: something. <laughs> I don't he he always makes it weird. Is this your car? Huh? Well good. If this is your car, you're getting the ticket.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um But if if he's driving, that, he'll do like ninety.
2: Dope. Yeah. Dope. I was like, oh okay. Uh,
1: yeah. I try to take the
2: truck trailer number seventy five.
1: Uh yeah, that's that is kind of sketchy. Sometimes like when I'm not paying attention, I'm going to especially um, AVS or Willow Springs. I won't even notice it, but I'll be doing like 85. I'm like, oh shit, I better chill.
2: Yeah, yeah. The gooseneck's really easy too. The toe's is it, it real nice. So you don't, you kind of forget there's a trailer back there.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And you get rolling and you're like, you look down and you're going 85. Because also when you hit, you know, highway 40 or 95 or 80 or any of those big ones, like people are going 85, 90. Like trucks are passing you if you're going 75. Yeah. So you just naturally like, Speed up, and the next thing you know, you're going 80, and your tires are getting hot, and all that mess. I'm just trying to avoid fixing a trailer on the side of the road and having a blowout. Like, there's is that what I can I think? I know. Go ahead. Go ahead. I wonder,
1: uh, is that where a lot of the blowouts come from? Because I notice there's always guys who have blowouts throughout FD. Think, like when you follow all the drivers,
2: there's at least oh, four of them like every round. I don't. I don't. My speculation is it's heat. Like if I'm going to blow a tire out unless I I pick up a a random chunk off the road yeah that I mean you know and I know that heat kills tires right correct so let's not put too much heat in the tires I don't know I could just be paranoid which is very possible that's also fair yeah I I like my paranoia like my uh, my conspiracy theories and I like uh... (laughs)
1: when's the last time you did a podcast
2: um speaking of which you're more than welcome to share that information oh yeah let's talk drifting is uh is my podcast it's now officially yeah. a video format uh use an app that has uh, you be interested in this that's smart ai so whoever's talking it automatically filters the camera back and forth okay so i did the last podcast i did was with uh farouk it was for uh insurance auto auctions iaa um we did a real cool thing. We went through some of their vehicles and explained some of their processes. Um, it's kind of an out of the. It's kind of a one-off podcast that we did for them, and uh, it came out great. It's on YouTube. Nice. You can search uh, the watch list uh, and my name, and you'll pop up with the episode of myself and Farouk, and you can see the cool drift car we found in the uh, in their auction. Just by like just by around on the website, we found a 350Z with bride seats. Oh
0: sure. And-
2: Coilovers and a Brembo brake kit, which like was not intentional at all. Like it wasn't a plant, it wasn't anything crazy. Like we were looking up Toyota Siennas, uh-huh. and we were like, let's look up 350Zs. And then we found one, and uh, like we use their little view. Like they have a 360 view, <laughs> and we click on that, and I see a bride seat. And, like the podcast is like, whoa, 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 like, whoa, whoa, whoa. like, whoa, 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 what, what, what was that? And then we go into like their whole car. It was pretty cool then. Nice. Usually we uh, usually I just sit down with somebody live and uh, two microphones and sit there and BS about drifting for an hour and a half or two hours.
1: What was the video
2: podcasting
1: service you used? Riverside. Because I, you know, it'll change your life. I've been thinking about doing the whole video podcasting.
2: So I did zero editing for that show.
1: Uh, yeah, no, I don't want to do like the whole editing thing either. I just want to like press record and uh, it did it all for me.
2: Yeah, that's what I was gonna look at. I pressed a button and then it edited it for me. It automatically chose who was talking and switched the camera, like young Jamie on Joe Rogan. Did all of it. Yeah, it's great. He's so I'll be using that from now on. Just a matter of like, I need to sit down and record more podcasts and uh with limited space in here like having a laptop set up and uh i mean i can record it upstairs but i have a wife and a cat and uh i like to keep the the distractions to a minimum that's why i'm down here is like i like to focus on conversation in hand so i can give you my uh, give you all my attention and try to have the best uh, like product possible so yeah that, no, was, a, that was the last that. podcast i did but um so, but that's yeah, pretty cool. I actually have a lost episode um, with uh, with Tati of never Lived Consulting, which we both know.
1: Yeah, she's been on here before as well.
2: Yeah. So before she went on your show, she did an episode with me that never got released um, because my whole like the I balked on it for a couple of weeks, and then um, family stuff came up, and then it became non-relevant because how quickly her business like picked up. Mm-hmm Uh, because she's I mean she's killing it with taking care of the marketing stuff and uh, she's been doing a great job building her brand so the podcast that we did quickly became irrelevant like what she said was irrelevant to how her business is run now so it's actually a lost episode it'll never be released oh Uh, yeah luckily (laughs) I released that one like
1: immediately but I am sitting on two other episodes that I've not released oh Uh,
2: yeah you you have to edit them still right
1: uh a little bit it's not much i just haven't sat down and done them i've been like tinkering with other shit um but i'll probably release one this week and i'll set up for the next for this week next week and the following so they can all release i don't have to deal with them yeah
2: yeah it's definitely tough like i have people that'll come on you know whenever but um maybe not like the the breadth or depth that you have you know i might have like uh just about bunch of my drift guys on, but mm. like if I can get a recorded conversation with my friends and put it on the internet, I'm fine with that. That's
1: mostly what it is. It's not what it used to be. I've kind of gone away from
2: being so like
1: specific to comp. Um, mm-hmm. even though like a lot of the guests have been on our competition drivers, but I've, I'm kind of leaning towards like just getting everyone involved with the whole drifting scene on like for their own perspective. Now that I'm getting more into, uh, Driving like the fun events that is what I want to focus on this year. Yeah, but a lot but of drivers I'll, will step back from competition and go to do the fun events.
2: Uh, I'll say this: like competition drifting is what's fun to me because it's so challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, fun events are great. I like hanging out. Like fun events are where like my idea for the podcast came from. Was like I want the conversations that we have at the racetrack just recorded. And I'll put them on the internet. It wasn't, it's not for like monetary gains, not for any of that. Yeah. It's
0: just,
2: like, I want to get people in, thrilled about drifting by listening to how we talk about drifting. Correct. Right. No, which is why it's called Let's Talk Drifting. But anyways, I digress. Um, yeah, so hoping for more episodes with them. Uh, nothing set in stone yet, though. But if not, I'll carry on doing it myself. We'll keep using uh, Riverside and. And just have fun with friends talking race cars. That's that's what it's all about to me. Like, there's no, not too much better in life than bullshitting about race cars than going and driving them.
1: Yeah, and then to go back to the grassroots thing and the competition, I think they're two different experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, both are fun, depending on what you're doing, you know. But yeah. I've done the competition thing mostly for the past what four years now, and I've just been. I haven't grown tired of it. I've grown tired of not doing well due to my own um, actions, like for not getting the seat time I needed before I went to go compete. Like I built a car, and six months later I showed up at a prom event like an asshole.
2: Yeah. That was your first car, first drifting experience, all that? uh, Not necessarily my first drifting experience, but it was... I
1: think I did like two fun days before in my first Cadillac that I had before I wrecked sure. that, and then I built the BMW, and that was all pro am since then. So I was like, I think I'm gonna
2: chill on the comp stuff and just have a good time. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I've been fortunate with chassis. I had the Z31 for forever. Oh yeah, Z31. Like, yeah, dude. Uh, Z31. Are those had solid had a, or a- are uh, independent rear axles? Uh, oh, independent rear axle. Oh, okay. It's got the same. Um, Semi trailing arm, exact same as an S12, but the same. No, I don't know. There's a lot of cars that have semi trailing Oh, E30 also has like the mustache bar and semi trailing arm setup. So they tow all funny. Yeah, they tow in? No, oh. Z no, Nissan's, no, no. But uh, no, no, they get slower as they squat. Uh-huh. I like think all BMWs get faster. Yeah, I, never said. Uh, I, I wore that car out pretty much um, Try I mean I had a VH45 in it and it had maybe 200 horsepower mm. um, just built the car like a complete dumbass um, took me like six years to build just complete like listen uh, listened to the old man who's clearly a fan of projects and I mean like the blue truck in the background back there has been being built for the last two decades Jesus. And it's not done yet. And everything's got to be perfect, you know. Whereas, like the Z, the 350Z, we built it, Hexa Motorsports, built the cage and put my drivetrain from the Z31 into the 350Z. Mm-hmm. And then I did Wise Fab coilovers. I mean, I was probably only in that car like, the point, like initial setup, like six grand. Mm-hmm. Cage wired, ready to go. Not... And we built it in eight months. And then. It's crescendoed from there, but like the new chassis maybe in the next three years. Otherwise I'm just gonna have to keep driving this thing. Like it's great. I get to compete with it. I get to drive around the world with it or the country. Whatever. Yeah. Good enough. Someone wants to give me a new chassis, which is kinda of being I don't know. Might it might not like there there's a chance we get a new chassis, but I don't wanna switch until we have um, I don't know. Guarantee and all sorts of stuff. Um, and I like my Zs. Like, I'm a Nissan guy. I like Nissan Z chassis. And no, I don't really want to go away from them.
1: Yeah, I think changing chassis can be kind of hectic for a lot of people. Yeah, um, I don't
2: need any more variables. Like, I'm already having a hard enough time as it is, you know? Like, yeah.
1: You're I'm already, doing well. Well, yeah, you already have a vehicle that's supported really well. And there's a lot of information out there for it. Mm-hmm. So you do kind of have that, you know, in your back pocket as opposed to. You know, going out there with something that nobody's built yet because you're like,
0: I like this car.
1: Yeah. What car yeah. would it be if, if it wasn't the Z and it was a car that... <sighs> Maybe that's not very oh. popular in drifting. What would it be? It's not popular in drifting? Yeah, that's not a popular drift car, but you would like to...
2: I mean, I don't... like The, the, the ideal car is one that's popular in drifting, though, right? That's not popular yet. Um, no. No. That's a different argument, but a 90. If we're gonna go car, we're gonna go new and relevant and something that's gonna continually get support as time goes on. That's fair, so that's planning
1: ahead for Mm -hmm. uh, well, I mean, I think I was looking for something different. I thought you were gonna say, like a fox body, maybe, if that's what you mean. But that's super well supported in drifting, too,
2: totally. Just probably not a competitive FD chassis.
1: No, 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 no. I wasn't necessarily going for a competitive FD chassis. Just another drift car to go have a good time in.
2: Mm. Yeah, I'd probably go to like newer Z. You know, three hundred and seventy, which is pretty similar.
1: What is um, the difference between of- the, the
2: three hundred and fifty and the three hundred
1: and seventy? I don't. I'm not a Nissan person, so I don't know. Uh,
2: the subframes are similar in the rear, but different. So um, I. Most of the front geometry is the same.
0: Uh-huh.
2: It has the same standard four-inch shock with a, 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 kind of an aw- awkward motion ratio. So you don't have a lot of travel in the rear, which is kind of the main um, problem with the Z's and why they're not super fast is you don't have a lot of throw in the rear end of the car. Uh-huh. Um, I know this, the rear subframe is steel instead of aluminum some other stuff, but I don't know. Most, the, from what I can tell, a lot of it's the same. Maybe there's a little more interior room. That'd be nice. I'd like my seat a little higher. um, so I don't see over the hood very well. Um, I'm not short, but also, like, in my car, I'm also on the floor. And, and sometimes I feel like it impedes, like, my ability to see cars next to me and kind of messes up my judgment of how close I am to other cars. Because, mm-hmm. like, if you're sitting down... And you're looking over things, like you can't tell where the corner of your car is. And that's just like an issue I've always had. No, question for you real quick.
1: Now, Mm -hmm. is your seat mounted low because of the the height of the seat is tall? No, if I go up one,
2: if I go one up one bolt on my Sparco seat, I touch cage.
1: Your helmet does?
2: Yeah, but like mid height, like side of my head. But if I'm down where I'm at, it clears.
1: Oh, yeah, I was wondering how you guys combat that. I know I've seen, like, I don't remember who it was that I saw did this, but they did this, like, weird thing where they kind of had, like, a roller, and they rolled with that curve of the 350Z on top Mm -hmm. to try to keep it out of the way from the driver's helmet.
2: Yeah, I mean, the cage is tucked very well.
1: um, Oh, no, no, I'm not saying it's not, but I'm just saying, like... No. You know how the Z has that little... I don't know if you can see this. Yeah. That curve? Yeah. Yeah, but they... They followed that curve instead of like having it just go um yeah, like adds, straight through straight So yeah. that one little inch.
2: It maybe. It made it work. Um making a bunch of noise. No, it's actually kinked like right back where my helmet goes. So right where my helmet is is pretty close to the ceiling.
1: Mm, okay.
2: There's just not a lot of room in there.
1: Yeah, it's a it is a it is a little two seater, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, So, I mean, I would have the same problem in the A90, which I find hilarious. Um, The other option, if you want to talk cars, man, like, I got something for, like, those new Mustangs that, uh, you know, LZ has now, and uh, Denofa. Those those things look pretty cool.
1: I don't just... I'm not a Ford guy by any means, Um, but I don't hate that car. I I like it. But I've never really hated the Mustang.
2: Dude, there's a lot of... So, there's a one of the things I don't like about the Z is there is no room for error on the back of the chassis. If you've been around me while I'm at FD, like I've made mention of this ad nauseum, uh, Mustangs have like two feet of crushable rear end, right? Like you see those Mustangs crush all the way to the taillights.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: If I, so the hit in New Jersey example. So I hit really hard, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't break my taillight. You did it On the left side. No, tail eyes still in one piece. You could argue bash bar structure was a little firm. Bash bar moved over um, a ways, not as much as the one in Irwindale. But it moved over. uh, And I probably only have, like looking at my car, to the chassis, like three inches probably. Of give room? That's the... No, there's just no room for error. It's kind of like, um, I it's... heard Turk talk about it once with the with the Corolla. The is the exact same way, right? He has no room for error, so his back tire's on the wall. Yes, you remember that. I mean, so, I wonder if that's why Z's didn't become as popular in FD is because they have less of a crumple zone in the back and then packaging becomes an issue. So, like, off-season thought that I'd decided not to do is to like repackage the whole car and put my fuel cell in front of my radiator because the radiators in the back and redo the firewall so that it's behind it, like right behind the cage and redo all these things to make it. So I had more rear crumple zone,
0: mm.
2: but it's just not worth it. Like there's, there's room back there. Like I can make softer bash bars. I can make three piece bash bars But I've seen a lot of uh, FD, like modular corners instead of like a one piece bar. Maybe that'll help a little bit, but there's just not a ton of room back there. Yeah, I got a boat,
1: so it's got yeah. A, you got tons of oh, crush room, right? Yeah, it, it. I can crush into the back window.
2: Without yeah, that no way. Yeah. Nope. Nope. I only have yeah. So like my fuel cell. Only hangs over to the back of the subframe by like three inches.
1: I want to measure it now. I think mine's like, like eighteen to
2: twenty-four. Yeah, you got in real, that window. So those Mustangs do too. And I think like, yeah, having yeah. having faith. So like one of the things that I need to work on is being able to trust uh, the distance on the back of the car, right? Mm-hmm. So I have a hard time um, getting on, like initiating straight onto a wall. Mm-hmm. I can go out and find one, uh, case in point, Jersey. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, as far as like getting like Orlando, right? Like staying on that wall the whole time. Yeah. A little different scenario. I have a harder time doing that because I'm a little gun shy about putting the back of the car right there because I'm every like uh, at the shootout in 2019, right? I at practice grazed the wall, um, didn't break a taillight, like just kind of barely even scuffed through a bumper and it went back to front and i wasn't uh, i was on throttle like it wasn't a big it wasn't a big hit it wasn't anything crazy but because there's the structure is so rigid back there it just went back to front uh but i've seen a
1: lot of people do that on that track though um the speedway at uh willow oh, walt, springs
2: is that what it's called
1: no i think walt james is the the one that's that's something else. Uh, that one's called, I think that one's called the speedway. Um, but yeah, I've seen a lot of people like barely graze that wall. Yeah. And then it just pulls them in immediately.
2: Yeah, it could be, and it could be, you know, a bad example on my part, but that's still like now in the back of my head when I drive, like if I touch the back of this car, it's going in.
1: Uh, well, has it, has it happened again since then?
2: No, Irwindale was cool. Uh, wall tapped a little hard and it, it came around and did its thing and then didn't go back to front.
1: I wonder if it's like the um, I'm not a geometry professor. It's if it's like and the angle of walls. Yeah, the, 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 the angle and rotation of the turn. Like what? how far you're in at angle. How much you're coming up to that wall type situation. Because I tapped the wall at Irwindale 2 on the inside. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of like gave me a little bump. But it didn't yeah. lose drift. They didn't do any of that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Irwin Dale, I tapped the taps, a, a very loose word. I, I hit it pretty good. Um, in the car felt like a tap, but on camera, it looked a little like I had a pretty big correction. Um, but anywho, uh, tap. And it just kind of straightened the car out a little bit and I was able to keep it sideways and it wasn't, wasn't bad at all. Like I was knew I was going in clutch, kicked it, floored it and pulled out. Okay. So maybe it's, Something like that instead. Maybe I'm just being paranoid. Yeah, and then even like at the speedway at Willow Springs,
1: the outside or the only bank rather, um, is smaller than the small bank at Irwindale. That makes sense. Or so like less degrees of banking. Yes. Yeah. So it's a yeah. lot tighter of a turn, as opposed to yeah. um, Irwindale. Even the inside bank, like there's a lot. I think that has a lot to do with it. That's Probably. the reason why you got pulled in on that track. Because I've seen it happen to other people, but I've seen other people do it. other places harder and be fine.
2: For sure, yeah. And that, I will say, I will say this. I hear, like, when people crash, uh, I see them say, like, "Oh, right before I there's a Dakar um, the rally is going on right now." I'll use this example as a non-drifting example. Um, this dude runs over a motorcyclist. In, a, in like a truck at the Dakar rally and he says right before I was passing the motorcycle a rock shot me left and I hit the motorcycle and that's what happened instead of and there's no rock like this didn't happen what happened is he screwed up but instead of saying I screwed up he said oh a rock caused the truck to veer left right before this happened like I guess the moral of the story is I, I see people say like oh right before I crashed I broke just say you crashed it's okay yeah you know that's like I screw up frequently like there's no the the footage is out there if you want to see me jump a 350z it's out there uh, and there's no like oh like when I had a like when Lorette interviewed me which was uh super awkward I was not ready for the amount of questions she asked me um I, I told her the truth I was like loosen the car up we made a mistake yeah and then I ended up over here you know I wasn't like oh I broke something felt funny in the back and then i went in like nope i sent it too hard went too deep and it was screwed up yeah lorette scares no. me
1: she reminds she reminds me of my my aunt who's like the sweetest lady ever mm-hmm. and she always has baked goods
2: why are you scared of this person she sounds super nice has baked goods. Like, what's I don't know. That? I
1: feel like she's just she's like a better person than me. I just don't need that. Oh, judgment. <laughs> not that <laughs> she, she thinks like, that or she says yeah. that, but she but she I can knows feel that it. so
2: she's going to tell you that by giving you baked goods. Understood. Yeah. No, she's super nice. She like asked me if I was okay before I we went on camera, and she's like, "Do you want an interview?" And then the next thing I knew, like I thought there'd be some lead-in, like, "Hey, we're going to talk with you. Like, we'll ask you X, Y, and Z." Nope. She goes. She's like we're uh, here uh, to party do you want to talk about it? And then she just like brought the camera guy over and then I was trying not to swear on TV. Oh,
1: well, uh, I think, I think I heard Matt say crap once.
2: I said muffed. You said muffed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: That's
2: funny. That was, uh, she asked me like one too many questions. I didn't, it wasn't intentional, oh, but yeah, she yeah. asked me a question. Like I gave her like a, a good ending point. I was like, yep, screwed up. I ended up over here. Yada, yada, yada. And then she dove in more. She's like, so you said the car got loose. Uh, What do you mean by loose? And then I had to explain that without swearing. And then she was like, so how bad is the damage on the car? And like, I just glanced at the car and looked back and I was like, yep, car looks pretty muffed. So (laughs) looks pretty muffed. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry.
1: It's a shit show. Um, But it happens. Alrighty, man. I'm gonna That's call good. it there. It's we're at two hours, sir.
2: Hey, man. This is why I have a podcast. We can talk.
1: I know. I know. This is how it works. Um, I don't do that question thing anymore, though. That. Uh,
2: do you do, do it still? Do I have questions? Yeah. Or... No, it's bullshit.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I stopped doing it.
2: I got tired of it. I got uh,
1: tired of the questions that were leaking over from the other podcast, and I was like, the oh, other podcast. Man.
2: Uh, the uh, maximum drift cast, the good one, yeah.
1: Like that's their thing. And Which then people were dead. like bringing it's it over dead. here.
2: Have they put out a new episode ever? Uh, I don't think it's dead. I think no. You're the new, you're the new king of podcasting. You no, know, wait, Palmer. No. you have to combat. Yeah, Palmer's got you beat, son. Goodest as, cast. Let's go.
1: I haven't listened to that one yet. I have to check it over there. Yeah, neither have I actually, but <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I do see him around I'm a almost, lot I'm North that, but... homie, So like I, you know, we gotta we gotta stick together in this. Right. Um, I will say, uh, if you don't mind a little uh, a sponsor shout out, money saving stuff. Of course. If you want to save 10% on Jocko fuel, uh, you can use code BREADMAN at Jocko, uh, sorry, originmain.com. Uh, this a uh, good energy drink. It's clean, it's keto, it's no sugar. Uh, if you want a free year of registration at IAA.com, uh, that's where you can get uh, public auction cars. Uh, so if you want your next drift build, uh, it's a $200 value uh, free year registration. Use code RY21, and you can uh, buy your next drift build from them. Uh, other than that, we got some new sponsors for next year. Uh, fuel Lab is sending me some new fuel pumps. That's super cool. So they're sending me some brushless fuel pumps, which is dope. And uh, I've been told, and I'll post it on my Instagram when it's done, But I've been told there's going to be a special little logo on there for me. Uh, etched. In laser, so we'll be pretty. I'll be stoked. I'll be posting. better. Be a loaf of rye bread, dude. It's uh, actually, it's a, a bit of an inside thing and a bit of a uh, uh, a play on Crash Bandicoot. So we'll see. Other than that, I gotta thank um, uh, Zarai at State Farm Team ZPG. Um, she's helping out this year, she's on board, so uh, she's helped out in a major way. Great person, great team, and uh, if you need if you need insurance, <laughs> she's literally in the drift community and willing to sell insurance. Like it's it's great. So she works for State Farm. It's fantastic. Nice. You're in the Sacramento area. <sighs> Other than that, standard sponsor stuff. SFG Wraps. I've uh, been killing it for the last four years. We're doing a new wrap this year, and uh, I've already seen the design. It's going to be wild. I'm not going to be Traffic Keeper anymore but it's uh, going to be something something fun, something different. Mm-hmm. And then Marcus Fire Racing, as always, and uh, Radium Engineering, Fuel Injector Clinic, as well. Um, those guys are great. And I'm forgetting somebody. I'm sorry, but I don't have a wheel sponsor anymore. That's cool. Why not? <laughs> just, didn't, just didn't go through? Um,
1: I feel like we don't sure? talk about the sponsorships that end enough. Dude, Maybe because they all end in shit shows for mistakes.
2: No, no mistakes. Um, I have I've I had been sponsoring my wheel company to remain nameless for uh, a number of years. Uh-huh. And uh, after New Jersey, I reached out and usually the deal, I got a good deal on wheels. I was never getting free stuff, but we were getting a good rate. And I've been getting that rate since my Z31. So I was like, hey man, what's it take to get a free set of wheels at this point? And they said, good news, we don't do your current rate at discount anymore either. We only do twenty-five percent. Oh. Love so that. I just I was like, no, I can't I can't do that. See you later. And uh, we couldn't basically we couldn't come to an agreement that worked for both parties, and that's how relationships end. Yeah, that's one way. <laughs> it's the opposite of the birds and the bees.
1: I went through a uh, third party for a sponsorship once. Weird. Uh, I didn't go through them. It came to me. Uh, Like, I didn't reach out to a third party for the sponsorship. Mm -hmm. Somebody found me through a third party service. um, And for some reason, they picked me. So I never got to talk to these people or have a relationship with them, like a personal one. Mm -hmm. Like where it's me and I don't know, call the guy's name, Greg. And I never heard anything from him again. You just got it. some stuff and that was the end of it? Yeah, that was it. We never spoke. We spoke. I spoke one time to a couple people just to get the stuff I needed and that was it. We never spoke again.
2: At least I not had, from the company. Yeah. I have, I've had a couple like that. That's why I'm all about contracts now.
1: I was just going to throw that in there next. We had a no contract mean, like, either.
2: My, yeah, my deals that have been handshake deals, let's call them, um, seem to not always but the the ones that have gone south I've had no recourse on my side and by south I mean like I'm holding up my end of the bargain and I'm, I'm providing race recaps I'm providing um, you know all your figures all your numbers you know exactly how many of what you know how much time on screen all that stuff Like I, I pr- go through detail to provide uh, as much analytics as possible to people that, that ask for them so i'm doing all that i'm doing all the social stuff as well and then like you just get ghosted you just get left unread on an email just, just don't feel good yeah no i hear you not even a thank you no i actually hmm. I actually got rejected i know we're gonna wrap up but i actually got rejected by a sponsor uh so like we couldn't come to terms and, uh, I still think the company's great. Like they produce a great product and I, like I stand behind their stuff and I said, Hey, is it, is it cool if I keep sending you these recaps, uh, just so you get an idea more of what the drifting community is actually about and not, you know, what you see on like, uh, you know, what you see on TV or what the, maybe the past relationships you've had that haven't worked out. And they said, yeah, so I've been sending recaps and they reply every time. Mm-hmm. So, like, those companies are out there. Yeah. They're, they might not be willing to give you money right away, but, you know, just keep working at it. He's also
1: building a relationship portion of it, too.
2: Yeah. Yeah, just you and I can do two or three hours on building relationships, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. sometimes you don't build shit. That's yeah. That's the short
1: part of it. Yeah. But, yeah all yeah, right, sometimes. man. I'm, that's it. I'm so all fucking right, tired right now. I gotta be about six too. Jesus,
2: I hate myself. Oh, only six? I remember my first part-time job? Oh, oh. So you're better. Than... <laughs> Got it. No. no, I'm just kidding.
1: All right, man. Thank oh, you for coming on. You. Anytime. You have a Talk good one, good dude. Good luck this year. Thanks. All right. Bye.
0: Bye.